Welcome to another edition, the Barstool Football Fantasy Power Hour. Half hour power hour, apparently, because our shows don't go past, what, 24, 25 minutes? No, 30, 34. 34 minutes, which is great. All the information, half the time. That's all we can promise you. I'm joined again with At Bales Football. Uh, we went from a nage last week to a standard twosome. Uh, last week, we were in a castle of a podcast room. You could actually hear us. Now we're back in the dungeon of the Barstool Confessional, uh, basically the dark taint of the Barstool office, if you will, because we scheduled podcasts for a certain time, and uh, apparently the Dave Portnoy show is more important than us, and we got bumped. So, eh, what are you going to do? Can't win them all, or any. But uh, we'll go over last week real quick, and then we'll talk about this week. Bales, we all know that you are preparing hard to win a million dollars, and buy me a new suit. You wrote it. You promised it. It is in writing. Might as well put it down in blood. I'm looking forward to a nice snug fit for once in my life. But uh, last week, I, I have to give uh, that little piece of piss, Nate, some credit for uh, coming on our show and absolutely knocking his picks out of the park. He would never be invited on again for that reason because I, <laughs> I can't look bad to him. It makes me feel worse about myself, and I feel pretty shitty about myself already. But he nailed Joe Flacco. He nailed Tyler Eifert. He, uh, I, th- I think he said Pitta too. Or, I mean, overall, pretty good picks by him. Uh, other than that, our picks, and by us, I mean you, uh, hits and misses. Drew Brees completely fell off the map. No idea why against the Detroit defense at home, which he should have lit it up. Matt Ryan, also at home against the Chiefs with a struggling pass defense, did not perform adequately. Granted, the touchdowns were poached by Devonta Freeman. But, uh, yeah, not the strongest week from us. Uh, week, what was it, week 13? Yeah, week 13. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you on Nate. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Nate's picks were, were – um, you know, I like I like to I like to listen to people that aren't really like. Uh, all I talk to is be, is basically like daily fantasy pros, right? And so it's like, oh, you like this guy? Oh, me too. And um, so, you, so you enjoy talking to people who may or may not have the right amount of chromosomes in them. I'm not sure what that means, but the uh, the uh, I, I know exactly what it means, <laughs> and that is neat. <laughs> Coming out from under his bridge and just talking out of his ass. Yeah, the thing about Nate is that I I I don't I don't think Nate's not a dumb guy though. I think that of the people at at Barstool, Nate's on the the uh, skews toward the sharper side probably. But well, I mean, um, Aspergers would do that to a person. But yeah, right. I have that like, too. Rain man, Rain man was smart. Like I'm not gonna say he's not smart. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So I like I like to. Um, so I don't want to say that that Nate had bad picks. But I think that um, of the of the outcomes that could have happened with the, with the guys that he, that he picked, um, it just so happened that they were maybe at the top range of of uh, the top of their ranges of uh, what could have happened. So I don't, there were a couple that I thought still weren't good. Hogan was a guy he mentioned who scored. And, yeah, um, correct. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to be so naive to say like oh this is the only way to do it and these are the only guys that are that are valuable like there's something that you can learn from everyone it doesn't matter who the source is so 
Um, just, just say the little shit got lucky one week. I think that it was mostly variant, but at the same time, like, I don't want to say that it was completely that. It could be the case that I'm wrong um, and, that, and that he had some good insights. No, it really could. So I'm, I, I looked at some of the guys that, that he said and was the reasoning good and this and that and some maybe, some maybe not. But, um, yeah, that's just like uh, sort of the – it's so easy to say, oh, it was variants. Um, it probably was. But it's so easy to say that. <laughs> it's so easy to just say that, like, oh, I lost money. Oh, there's just variants. Um, I'll give, I, I, will give, I will give credit where credit is due. He came on the show and he had some good picks. So we'll, yeah. we'll leave it at that and we'll move on from there. Now, for week 14, as we all know, you were going up to win – Two million dollars against 179 other people. Two million. You said one million earlier. It's well, that's because you stated two. in writing that if you won a million, oh, right, right, you would buy me a suit. So I'm gonna buy you a custom suit if I win even one million. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the least least you can do. And you and you owe me like four steak dinners, but that's for two, previous. two, two. Yeah, but I mean, we'll, we'll get to, we'll cross that bridge when we come, but. Hey, how you feeling? You stressed? How you looking at stuff this week? Are you? Yeah, how many lineups you going through? What's going through your head? Um, no, I'm not stressed. Um, I'm a little bit tilted about last week because I blew a lot of money in, in some qualifiers trying to get a second seat and uh, bubbled it. I don't know if you saw that. I finished it. There was a mega mega qualifier for fifty three hundred that I entered twice. And top ten got tickets, and I finished eleventh. Ooh, yeah. So, so what would so what would happen? You would have been able to submit two lineups then, or yeah, you, just, you get two lineups. But the big thing for me is that I would like I'll have some swaps with some other with some other pros, like um, where you just swap equity, and um, like instead of you know if I have one and they have two, I have to give say twenty percent for their ten. It would have been even. Um, and now it's not. So it's really, yeah, it, it, uh, it would have really helped the, uh, the floor on what I would make in this, in this tournament. So now, um, you know, you just, I need to finish like top five to make like a bunch of money really. Now, are you playing any other tournaments? You doing cash this week or is this just your main focus? This all, all your trips? This will be a minor focus and then. Oh, don't say that. Don't. Don't fucking. I'm putting more time. Don't piss on my face and say that it's raining. You're going for $2 million. Do not say it's a, ah, you know, it's just another day at the ballpark. No, this is it. This is your World Series for the year. This is game seven. Yeah, this is the, this is the big one. It's not that, it's not minor. $2 million isn't minor, but like, I only have a small prob- probability of, of, of $2 million, so the equity is only like uh, just under 60000 So it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So I, yeah, I'm going to put a lot of time into the, lineup but i'm still gonna play normal volume outside of it it'll be like a normal week and then i'll put what i think is my best lineup not not necessarily like my best tournament team per se every every uh every tournament is different and this one will be loaded with pros but what i think is the best lineup and i'll i mean i am more prepared for this podcast i will say that i'm i'm i i I, yeah I, i i put in i put in a bit more um Time during during championship week, so uh, I'm ready to go for the podcast. I have some good uh, good insights, I I think. Whereas normally, uh, normally maybe I don't know. <laughs> Great, and I I will hammer money now that you still are picking the fucking Patriots defense. So we'll see how uh, much I can't. I can't. They play on uh, Monday, right? Um, 
it's Monday. Yeah, Monday. And uh, yeah, so I we can't use um, just to let people know. We can't obviously can't use the Thursday, which I think is Raiders Chiefs. Monday is uh, Pats Ravens, I think. And we also um, can't use the Sunday night. So no Odell, no Zeke, no Eli, Dak, Dez. That's a big game. But you can put your money where your mouth is and start Justin Hunter and Quincy Inua in your lineup. And yeah, the sun shines in your ass so much already. You might as well give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. I've thought about just like um, yeah. If there's like a borderline decision and one of them is just the most absurd pick that's someone like that, then I'd probably, I'd probably go with that. But uh, there, there is a, yeah, there's, um, there's a couple lineups that I've created that are a little bit uh, like, I think uh, would be shocking to people. So I might, I might go with those just because I want to win on them. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the thing you kind of have to shoot for, right? Especially against pros. You got to think a little bit unorthodox because you figure a lot more people are going to be playing and thinking like you are already. So if you go against the grain a little bit and get not necessarily lucky, but those players shine, and the percentage of you winning with those guys is a lot more than doing what you normally do, correct? Yes, that is the case. Like, that, yeah, that's why I said so like – You kind of got to outsmart yourself this week. Right, kind of, yeah. So, like, when I enter a millionaire maker lineup, it's closer to, like, a cash game look because I think people really aren't that good at, at identifying value. And in something like this, most of the people – every even, even the ones that aren't, like, super sharp have so much – they're going to put so much energy into it and so much time that they – They'll be. It's just going to be a much more value-driven lineup, I think, than normal. Um, and then I look at like uh, what percentage of the lineups are um, multi-entry because some of the guys uh, will have multiple ones, so they can do some different things, right? So they're not going to play like what they think are the best value in the in their second or third lineup. Um, so yeah, it's, it is different. Uh, so I, that that's that's something that you take into account for sure because there's things that. Maybe maybe when we're talking about the players, I'll, I'll name some guys who I think are like, okay, that's sharp, but it's only sharp like relative to the masses and the average pro already knows that this is sharp, so I actually want to do something different. Exactly. Exactly. You want to put your own mind into a fucking pretzel in some way. That's Yeah. I, I, yeah, this is, this is the best part about it, man. I love the strategy. You got you to gotta, see, my advice to you is you got to eat some sort of edible tomorrow. Or get your hands on some sort of LSD, some trippy-ass drug to where you just fucking fire off all these savant picks from the heavens and see what comes out from it. Yeah, you know what? I, will, I, will, uh, I won't say any names, but there's, there's a, more top players than you think um, will we'll create tournament lineups uh, when they're, when they're uh, a bit high. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, good, 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 good for them. Good for everyone. Good for everyone but me. <laughs> In this fucking closet doing a podcast nobody listens to. All right. On to you this week with your stupendous picks. Number one player overall, David Johnson, 9,800. That's where he's ranked. He's been cleaning it up. Uh, who do you think is going to score the most points this week, regardless of price or position? Um. 
yeah, I mean, it's David Johnson or, or Le'Veon, so take your pick. I think they're close. Uh, I prefer Le'Veon, even though he, he's a lot cheaper on, on DK. Um, I still prefer Le'Veon because I think he has higher touchdown equity than David Johnson. They can throw some uh, – both teams can throw for, uh, for touchdowns. Both running backs can catch them. Um, I just think that the, uh, the uh, Steelers are a bit more likely to – Score so I, I like Le'Veon, but it's pretty much a coin flip. And um, if you were to pick any other player to score the most points, I would uh, normally I would say like you're not you're not wrong or, or whatever. You're you're just de- you're you're definitely wrong this week. <laughs> Le'Veon or Dave Johnson, if you pick anyone that's been, like it's not that they can't, but if you would pick any other player to score more points, that's completely wrong. So you're basically saying stack David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell, and then you're going to have to start basically Justin Hunter and anybody. No, I'm not because you can't. It, uh, this is the most um, – this is a super unique week, and it's the tightest I've ever seen any salary cap in Daily Fantasy. It is tough. There's there's no way you can create a lineup with both of them. There's just not. Like, if you do that, you are – Suicide mission. You're kamikaze. You're basically yourself. min-priced everywhere else. I don't think that you can do that. I don't think you should. I don't think you, you should do it in cash. You can do one, um, but you cannot do both. Uh, yeah, I'm going to throw out a different player you'll probably disagree with, but I think Cam Newton comes back strong this week after getting benched tireless and having a shit game. Uh, he's at home against San Diego. I think he throws up there a lot of points. But, uh, yeah, that's my number one overall guy. And my quarterback. Who's your quarterback? Um, for cash, uh, I think your quarterback options are Kirk um, against the Eagles. No. I agree with that 100%. Okay. Possibly eight touchdowns. Possibly, yes. Oh, that's the over-under right now against this fucking Eagles defense. Yeah, I like, I like Kirk, I think, in cash. The, the price is too cheap. Um, a lot of people will be on Jameis because of the, uh, the opponent against the Saints, at home against the Saints. Um, I don't hate. I don't hate that they are projected at uh, like three and a half more points than the Redskins. But um, Kirk is uh, like secretly one of the best fantasy quarterbacks ever. He has the most yards yeah. in NFL history of any quarterback. Yeah, and he's throwing at least three touchdowns a fucking game. He's slinging it all around. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I think I think it's Kirk. But um, go. You could go Jameis. And then you could go Andrew Luck if you wanted to, but um, and and potentially Breeze, but I mean on the road there's some risk, not as much as people think, but um, yeah, those are those are the guys I think. And um, well, who do you, what do you think about tournaments? Who do you think is a uh, high risk, high reward sort of guy? QB. I said Kaepernick last week, so of course he gets benched, but I'm gonna say him again this week. Yeah, Cap. He's gonna. He's. Uh, I don't think they committed to him yet. He said they're starting. He said he's starting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that was my, uh, assumption and, um, I've been projecting him as such, uh, I like Aaron Rodgers against the Seahawks. I think that that's a sneaky good spot for him where he's going to get a lot of attempts. Seahawks are, um, they have a good defense, obviously playing really well, uh, but really good on the outside. The Packers spread the ball around so much. Um, obviously throws the Jordy a bit, but, uh, I think that that's probably a situation where you're getting a quarterback who's playing really well again, going to throw a bunch. Um, 
just looked at some numbers on Rogers uh, when it's cold because it's going to be cold there, like in the 20s or 30s, I think. And he's scored in his seven games below freezing. He scored like 25 fantasy points per game. It's really high. So it doesn't – small sample. doesn't seem to bother him. Um, yeah, so I like that. I like Matt Ryan at the Rams. Um, I think that's good. I like – I like Eli if you're playing. Uh, I, I can't play Eli in the championship, but um, Eli uh, at home against the Cowboys Sunday night. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'd still play Kirk in um, tournaments too, but uh, there's not an obvious stack with, with uh, Kirk, with uh, Reed presumably out as well. All right. Look at, that. Look at all that info. You are tuned in. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, running back. You said the uh, one-two punch to the nuts of David Johnson, Livion, and Bill already. Who else do you see slinging? Yeah, cash games. I think you probably want to fit one of those in. And um, who you pick? I don't know. Who do you, who do you prefer? David Johnson is like one of the top receivers in the league right now. That's yeah. nuts. Like the matchup is is technically not good against the Dolphins. They've given up twenty points to a running back only one time this year, but um. And I think the Bills have done it four times, uh, and that's, it. that's who Le'Veon's playing. Um, and he's $800 cheaper. But David Johnson is completely unique, and he is uh, – they just, they just uh, throw to him so much. It's like I think he's, I think he's definitely safer than, than Le'Veon is on the road because there's some chance that the Steelers score 13 points or something against the Bills. I'm kind of scared by that situation, but um, – yeah, I, st- I still like Le'Veon more because of the price difference. But who do you prefer there? I mean, David Johnson, he's 12 targets last week, which is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, just how much he's getting thrown to. And he catches basically all of them, nine catches. He had 18 attempts for 84 yards compared to Le'Veon, who also had a lot of targets, seven targets, six catches. But uh, Le'Veon got fed 29 times, granted. Against the Giants, he got ahead a little early, and they were grounding a pound in. A little bit. I think it's a price game. I think they're that even to where I'd go with Bell too. If you got to fit in other guys, that eight hundred dollars could come come really. Yeah. So what's yeah? So I think that I'm having a little bit of a difficult time projecting for tournaments the ownership of these guys because I think that most people want to get David Johnson and now it's like just like oh man, he's getting so many targets. He's he is such incredible upside, which he does. Um, So I think people for that reason would try to get him in. But the $800 is so significant this week because there is not a single player under, I, I want to say, 5K at either position that's like, you have to, you have to play this guy. Mm. One, it's so tough. Um, if there's an injury, it'll open things up. But um, I don't know what the ownership's going to be in, in tournaments. Uh, I think I prefer Bell also because of that price difference. Like, if you're unsure, then, then take the cheaper player. Um, and then elsewhere, you look at like Rawls, Eckley, I don't personally like that situation as much. Um, if you're playing on the normal slate, you can play Zeke. Um, Jeremy Hill, 5,800 at Cleveland is one uh, that, I, that I think deserves maybe more consideration in cash. What, uh, what do you think about Darren Sproles? Where your sharks saying if Matthews is still out because he's getting a lot of playing, he's getting a lot of looks nowadays. No, I won't be on Sproles as much um, because you don't in cash because you don't know. The problem is that you don't know what he, you don't know what how they're going to use anyone there yeah. really. 
like even even Ertz is getting all these targets now. It's like I wouldn't be surprised if he has one target. They're, good. They're garbage. They're garbage targets. When it matters, he won't see shit. I had a tweet about the uh, the Eagles today. Did you see that? They're they're like still they're very unlucky to be five and seven. They're very unlucky to be five and seven. Yeah, based on like how they've played and how many points they've scored, they should be at least seven and five, probably. Um, uh, yeah, but good teams find out how to win close games. So yeah, I don't know. They may, yeah, that might be. Yeah, it might also just be like look. Yeah, look, look at these wide receivers. They they they're they're JV wide receivers, not even JV wide receivers. They're Pee Wee football wide receivers. That guy's running routes that should be playing for the Conestoga Generals. Meanwhile, Josh Huff, who still could help out this team, has been named to, to a starter for Tampa Bay this week. Which Yeah. I mean, do you want to hear a hot take? I don't think the Eagles receivers are that bad. I don't think that they're great, but I don't think they're like bottom five or bottom even bottom ten in the league. I think Jordan Matthews is decent, and I think Green Beckham is actually like uh, he's really like a high end too. Oh yeah, he's a high. He's 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 really really uh, really making uh, good use of his genetics, having uh, the same body type and build and speed of Megatron, but uh, running his routes maybe ten percent of the time. Not yeah. everyone can be Justin Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, oh, that that's not even a hot take. That's a scorching gonorrhea burning take. Uh, that's that's an awful awful analysis <laughs> right there. Thank you. Uh, all right, under wide receivers, um, you got the big dogs per usual. Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. You can't play him, but Odell Beckham, AJ Green still out. Uh, who do you see out of the top guys that are pretty much a must play this week? No one, because if you're going to play the uh, running back, which you probably shouldn't cash, then uh, I don't know how you're going to fit Antonio or Mike Evans. Um, or Odell, and I think Odell of those guys is the best because he's the cheapest. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think Odell is the guy. He's the guy that I have rated the highest, actually, of any receiver. Um, so if you can f- figure out a way, and, and you can, um, but you have to just compromise somewhere else. But if you can f- figure out a way to get Odell and Le'Veon in, um, you know, maybe you're playing like Tyrod and you're playing um, – if they go just super Pierre Garcon and uh, guys like that, then then you can do it. But otherwise, I think it's a week to be um, a bit more balanced. But yeah, Antonio, Odell, um, uh, Mike Evans are the top guys, I think, who will be among the highest owned. Well, who are you seeing for cash games then that are mid-value range you're going with? Um, Tyrell Williams, 6,100. I think, uh, I think people, a lot of people play Jarvis, um, even against the Cardinals because the price is at a uh, 5,600. Um, you might look at, um, the Cincinnati receivers just because of the price and, uh, the matchup looks not that bad. The projected score that many or a decent number of points. I think like 25 right now. Um, I'm not on them as much. Uh, I, I can't find really any cheap receivers that I like. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that those are the, uh, the guys. I have some guys in tournaments who I like more, but in terms of like – Okay, well, who are your low-risk, high-risk, high-reward guys in uh, big tournaments? So, so here's one that I wouldn't hate it if you played it in cash either, um, but he's not going to be high-owned. 
and I'm not sure what to do with him right now. Allen Robinson, um, the offense is so bad, and now they have a bad matchup against a team that's good against receivers. Xavier Rhodes outside. It's tough uh, against Minnesota. Um, they're projected at 18 points, but he's 5K, and we know he's a really good receiver. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson is a good receiver. So, um, and you could get those Blake Bortles garbage time stats going too. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's sort of um, what I'm thinking. Similar thing with DeAndre Hopkins. This offense sucks, right? Um, at Indy, uh, 5,800. So it's, it's, it's really just taking the talent for the, the, uh, the price there. And um, Kenny Britt, 5,200, I, I kind of like. I don't know uh, that you play him in cash, but I, I, I like him in tournaments against um, Atlanta. Probably going to have to, to uh, catch up there. Uh, yeah, I'm looking through all these guys like down below. Honestly, like I'm gonna throw him out there, man. Justin Hunter at three thousand. <laughs> He's got four touchdowns and eight catches. Like maybe he sneaks in two against Pitt, especially if they're getting down early. Like, would you even look at that? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look at it because he's not getting enough targets. You are just. But, um, you are just not loyal. You're. A, you're you, if he gets the targets, I'm on him, man. If he gets the targets, but uh, I don't, Watkins back. I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, now on the tight ends, then. Uh, I mean, naturally, there's no Gronk this week. Um, even Jordan Reed's banged up. Tyler Eifert seems to be back, as with uh, Jimmy Graham a bit. Who, uh, who's your big dog in the big tight end? Um, in cash, the guy that I am definitely playing, that, that is uh, I'm almost certain, almost guaranteed, is going to be the highest-owned tight end is Ladarius Green. Um, it's a risk. Uh, Steelers on the road is, is tough, but he's 3,900, and they're, they're starting to play him a bunch. I think he only played 40 snaps last week. Um, but he's still got 11 targets, 110 yards, and a touchdown. I think he's a very, very good receiver. Uh, and so for that price, that's the guy that I'm most going to be on because the, the only other guy in that range that I think is playable is um, Ebron, and uh, Ladarius is just in a better situation, I think. So it's Ladarius, and um, if it, normally I'd be looking at Olsen at 5K, Jimmy Graham at 55 but I don't think there's any way you can realistically get those guys into a cash lineup. There's, if you do, then <laughs> you're playing. You're 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 gonna have to fade. Um, you're, you're gonna have to fade even like second tier receivers. You're gonna have to play like guys six k and, and below, or else you're gonna have to fade both Bell and DJ, which I think is a huge risk. Uh, what about Dwayne Allen coming off a three touchdown performance? Do you think he just drops off the map? Yeah, basically, because he's not getting targets, and uh, it's not like Doyle's not playing. They're still playing him. Um, and even last week, when he had three touchdowns, he had four targets. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and let's see. He had, in the games before, he had 9.9, 0, 2.5, two games hurt, and 1.9 DraftKings points. So, not amazing. Uh, and combined, he had 12 targets over that span. So, I don't... People are going to be on him. They're going to play him, but I, I, don't, I think that that's completely unplayable. Uh, if we're going by targets, C.J. Fjordowicz continues to rack him up. He got nine targets, uh, caught six of them for 44 yards. Nothing explosive, but at least they're throwing the ball to him in Houston. Like, is he a wise play at all? 
Yeah, yeah. I think that Fedorowicz is um, something that you could look at as. Play. Is that how you pronounce it? Is that even close? Yeah, uh, you're you're close. You're close. Fedorowicz. Fedorowicz. You're 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 uh, farther off on a Nunwa. Yeah, Quincy and Noon and and Yeah, I think you're saying Anua. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Fedorowicz. Yeah, his price has gone up quite a bit though. So. Uh, let me see. He was twenty three hundred two weeks ago. Now he's thirty nine. Um, I mean, that's sort of relevant, sort of not. It's just like, is his price too much now? And um, yeah, I mean, you have you have a uh, Cameron Brake playing the uh, the Saints at, at two hundred dollars more that I probably like more. But um, no, I don't think that's like a. I I don't think that's a Dwayne Allen level fish play. On to defense. Uh, Vikings are the number one most expensive team at 3,900 at Jacksonville, followed by the Broncos, 3,800. And talk about the Lions at 3,800. Uh, we've been doing well, very well, very, uh, very, very well, actually, with your defensive picks uh, the past couple weeks. Who you got keyed on in week 14? Yeah, I thought you said. Uh... Oh, you said I wasn't because I keep taking the Pats who keep actually doing very well. Well, no, you, you picked the Giants two weeks ago. Last week, you – did you pick the Pats last week? You I picked, picked the Broncos last week. You picked the Broncos who were the number one scoring team as well. So, my I, defense, I think my defensive – like what I'm doing on defense is uh, so innovative. <laughs> and um, I think that I'm like one of the best in the world at defense and receiver. And I think that I'm not that great at running back. Um, being honest with myself well, th- thank you thank you jonathan uh so shut the fuck up and give us your <laughs> uh yeah so this week i'm not really sure who i like yet <laughs> no i think that uh, uh so let's talk about the, i guess the ones that will be in play i mean you have i think people are going to be on atlanta against the Rams. I think people are going to be on Cincy uh, against the Browns. Um, some of the top teams that I have in terms of projected sacks are the Vikings, but the, the cost is so high. It's, it's difficult to uh, – in a vacuum, I, I, like, I like the Vikings, but uh, some defensive production, obviously, so volatile. They are, they are also – even though they play portals, they're on the road. So that's not great. Um, yeah, so uh, – I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do yet. Um, in, in which case, generally, if I don't know what to do, I'd go as cheap as possible, and then and then you're looking at maybe like the uh, the Colts at 2600 at home um, against the uh, the Texans as a five and a half point favorite. That, that looks, I, I think, pretty good. What about? Uh, I mean, granted, they lit up the Eagles last week with that ginger tits, um, but. Do you think the Browns are any good play at all against Cincinnati with um, A.J. Green and Giovanni Bernard still out? I mean, they're 2200 They're so cheap. Like, do you think if they maybe squeeze out a touchdown that they'd be worth it? Yeah, if they score a touchdown. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's what I mean. At that price, do you think it's worth taking the chance, especially in tournaments? Not really because I just pay 400 more for Indy. The the, the uh, Browns are a five and a half point dog. The Colts are currently a five and a half point favorite. Um, 
or just pay 400 more. I think you could also look at the, uh, the Dolphins at 26, I think they are, against the Cardinals. Um, I don't like that play as much as probably as the Colts, but uh, I don't think that that's um, awful either. But no, the Browns, I think, are going to have some trouble. Andy Dalton, uh, some a lot of times, will get the ball out quickly, and um, I think the, the Browns aren't really going to be able to put much pressure on them. The Colts are also a little bit of a problem there, not being able to get a pass, pass rush, but um, I'd rather take a favorite. All right, just throwing it out there. Just see if I can, you know. Dude, if, I play the, if I play the Browns in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do it, you pussy. You old. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have something, man. Last year I played fucking Doriel Green Beckham in the championship. Dude. Oh, my God. Actually, he went over 100 yards, so that was a super sharp play, but whatever. You, you, you were high on him last week in your cash games, too. Uh, he was super chalk. That was like – that was so obvious. That was uh, – I would play him a million times. And he actually had 11 targets and got hurt in the, in the fourth quarter there. So um, – and I had him in that, that tournament, the uh, qualifier, that I lost by two points or whatever it was. So, uh, yeah, that wasn't good. But, um, no, that was, that was like an obvious play. Hmm. All right. Well, that wraps up the picks for Millionaire Week. Uh, do you have any parting words for your faithful listeners? What are you going to do for them, for the dozens of people out there taking your advice every week if you win $2 million? Um, I'll be back strong in week 15. <laughs> <laughs> now, we won't hear from you until 2017. That's if you survive your bender, which is a big assumption. Oh, you'll be there with me, though, man. If I win, uh, the two mil will be partying. Is, it, is that a promise? Is that a promise? Yeah, you're going to be there. You're going to be there, right? Oh, well, yeah, I, meant, I meant the two weeks later towards the end of the bender when you're both waking up in Vegas hangover style. <laughs> like, am I still going to be with you when it matters? Or uh, in a two, uh, two million is a lot. It's a lot, but it's not like, you know, I'll have some swaps and then taxes are crazy. So it's not even that much when you – after those things so here's i've been getting hit up a lot because people have been successful listening to our podcast especially in the 50 50s and double ups right Uh, what is the proper procedure for tax and cashing out for dk and FanDuel for people you don't have to do anything they take care of it if you profited more than 600 during the year your deposits and and uh and um or not the deposit I, yeah the deposit what, the withdrawals are irrelevant like if you keep it in you still get taxed on it and um yeah they uh they just subtract i guess um how much you made from uh from your uh your, your deposits from from what you have and then that's what you get taxed on if it's above 600 so you don't really have to do anything so and, it's and it's you big. also need to pay like if you don't it's a regular income like any contractor. Yeah. So if you, if you cash out, like you still have to submit like a W nine or some shit. Yeah. You still have to give that to them. You're gonna, I don't think that they asked yet this year. Now that I think about it, or maybe mine's already in that they didn't ask me, but if you profited more than $600, they will. And how much, and how much is it? Is it like 40%? Is it something outrageous? You get taxed. No, no. I mean, that depends on who you are. Like for me, it's a bit different, but for you, it would be, it would be, um, what for the little people like me, you could, 
No, you would, you would have to do it as like probably a for-profit hobby. Um, or I don't know if it's taxed under gambling winnings. I don't, I don't really know exactly. It's, it's different for me, but, um, yeah, it just depends on, it just depends on how you're approaching it. Same right. Like write-offs, like you can't write off like a TV, right? Can uh, I write off my roulette game? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm going to fucking find a way before I die. Actually, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to play roulette. If you're a professional gambler, you can write off losses, yeah. Yeah, well, I've been, been there, done that. And there, there were a lot of losses. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, well, good luck this week. We're all rooting for you. And uh, if you win, you can, can we get this one here? If you win two million or a million, like you'll still be back next week. Your picks, you won't be no, much you're dead. If you're dead, I'll applaud you. But it's not even, it's not, it's not, it'd be business as normal on Monday for me, man. <laughs> you, you're going to be up all night Sunday. You, that's such bullshit. You win $2 million on Sunday night. You're not fucking going out, living the dream. Um... I don't know. I, I, mean, I might go to Applebee's. I just get in Close this. You take the Greyhound bus back to Philly. Go to Applebee's. I will uh, take that. Okay, you're gonna get the gold club after probably. I just booked right before the podcast. I booked my Greyhound up. Excited for that, man! Can't wait. I want to win two million dollars and then take the Greyhound back. So you, you are such you are such a waste of a good life. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing more to that. You're just a waste of a good life. All right, I'm ending this. <laughs>